When it comes to investing for the long term, it's important to look at more tax advantage ways of how you can be able to reduce your tax liability with your retirement accounts. And with iTrust Capital, they allow clients to invest in crypto through an individual retirement account or an IRA. IRAs are tax sheltered accounts, which means all of your crypto trading is tax free and it can even grow tax free as well over time. The process of signing up with iTrust Capital is really easy and the service is awesome. The best part is, is that it's totally free to open up an account and there's no hidden fees. The platform also offers a growing list of over 25 different cryptocurrencies to invest in with more being added all the time. So it's easy to diversify your portfolio with a new mobile app that allows clients to trade whenever they want. iTrust Capital has really earned its place in the market being voted best crypto investment platform throughout the US. As a special tip for my listeners, if you open and fund an account today, you will get a $100 funding bonus added to your account. To learn more, click the link in the description to open up a free account and get started today. What's going on world? Thank you for listening to another episode of Insightful Principles. In today's content, I want to talk about the $100 trillion global economy and what exactly does that look like? Uh, What are some of the largest global economic countries throughout the world and also going into why uh, China is being projected to pass us in 2030 when it comes to their GDP. Um, I'm also going to talk about the reason behind this and how they are actually one of the largest exporters throughout the world. And then I also will go into details on what does this mean for the rest of the year and and how this uh, $100 trillion global economy, um, how it has led to different aspects of economic growth and and also economic contraction. If you all could do me a huge favor, um, if you could rate, leave a review and share this podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. So I was looking at a graph that was developed by a visual capitalist. Uh, they're a financial infographic company, and they had a graph that is breaking down the $100 trillion global economy. And some of the main uh, largest uh, just aspects of the economy was you had the United States sitting at $25.3 trillion with their GDP um, you have China at 19.9 trillion. Uh, you also have Japan 4.9 trillion. Uh, India sitting at about 3.3 trillion. And then in Europe, uh, some of the largest uh, regions within that specific area, uh, Germany, uh, they're sitting at about 4.3 trillion. So those were some of the biggest ones that I had seen um, in. When it also comes to uh, just this trillion dollar world economy, uh, it's actually being projected by the end of 2022. Uh, the global economy is actually going to hit 104 trillion. So that is amazing when you think about uh, stagflation and just talks of economic output decreasing, but we are in a rising inflationary environment. The global economy still is showing that it's still expanding um, over time. Now, a lot of this also could be that, you know, there's a lot of debt within the system. Um, but I definitely think that, you know, the global GDP is, is definitely has risen a lot uh, from last year. Uh, just last year, 
uh, the global GDP was only about 94 trillion. So uh, that's one thing to keep in mind. But when it comes to China, um, it's being projected that by 2030, their GDP is actually going to surpass the U.S. Now, one reason for this is I mentioned China is the largest exporter in the world. Uh, their exports total about $3.3 trillion as of 2021. And exports are simply goods that are produced in a country. Some of the prominent goods that are exported throughout China is consumer electronics, data processing technologies, clothing, optical gear, and also medical equipment. Now, the U.S., on the other hand, is the largest importer in the world, which are goods that come into the country. So the U.S. tends to import about $3.3 trillion in goods abroad. And I thought that that was very ironic. That's the same exact number uh, that China is, is actually exporting. So, uh, you know, it definitely shows that the U.S. relies on a lot of other countries. If you're a podcast enthusiast like I am, you probably thought about making a podcast on your own. Creating a podcast is one of the best decisions I've made personally, but it definitely can feel overwhelming when trying to start one on your own. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. Their platform is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote, and track a professional podcast. It's in fact so good that they have helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcast. Buzzsprite will get your show on every major podcast directory such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of your recording. You also get a great looking podcast website, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes as well. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week. So you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from people that live it every day. To start your own podcast and to get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. When it comes to the manufacturing of their goods and the three largest categories of imports within the U.S. is consumer goods, capital goods such as computers, semiconductors and lastly industrial supplies now china tends to be our biggest trading partner uh, that tends to be one of the biggest countries that we actually do a lot of importing with uh, with them being the largest exporter that makes sense and us being the largest importer so we rely on them a lot when it comes to goods and services and you know i think that one thing with the u.s is uh, we aren't producers, you know, we're not producers like the China economy. We tend to be more consumers when it comes to imports and just the trading of goods. And I think that there are actually bills that are being developed now where President Biden is actually trying to get more control of the manufacturing of semiconductors here in the U.S. because we do rely on China for a lot of those uh, manufacturing for those different uh, semiconductors. So I think that there's a lot of room of improvement for us, especially if we're going to still maintain uh, being one of the largest uh, countries throughout the world. You know, with us sitting at 25.3 trillion, I mean, I think that China isn't that far behind. You know, they're only at 19.9 trillion. So 
I can easily see why by 2030, just off of the exports alone, if it continues to keep going the way that it's going, there will be that transit transition. And, and in fact, um, you know, America has been the largest economy since 1871. And in Ray Dalio's book, uh, The Changing World Order, Why Nations Succeed and Fail, he explains how nations usually rule for roughly 250 years with big economic debt and political cycles within them lasting 50 to 100 years. And when we think about just since 1871, it's been about 153 years. So it's definitely getting closer to that point. And I think that we have been in the transition for a lot of different elements. You know, we are in a significant debt bubble right now. Uh, when you think about just total debt to total GDP, there's more, more debt in the system than it than there is economic output throughout the U.S. Uh, also, when we think about it from an economic perspective, um, the Fed has tremendously expanded their balance sheet to about eight or nine trillion dollars. So it definitely shows that, you know, a lot, a lot of different assets are inflated across the board and, you know, there could potentially be more volatility. Uh, when it comes to the market and things along those lines. But, you know, I definitely think that uh, the transition will eventually happen if things continue to keep going the way that they have been going. And I also think that some of the other largest economies are also in the picture. I mean, you think about uh, Japan, you know, they're right behind China. Uh, at 4.9 trillion, you know, Germany is, you know, sitting there at 4.3 and you have the United Kingdom. So there are other countries that are also trying to take that that next next spot. I definitely think that the U.S. and China is still going to be economic superpowers. But I think that that transition of China overcoming the U.S. as that superpower, uh, that definitely is 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 very feasible and it's not off the... This podcast has also been sponsored by Ledger, the largest crypto hardware wallet in the industry. They're trusted by over 2 million users and the purpose of having a hardware wallet is to protect yourself against exchanges, freezing your crypto assets. You look at Celsius, you look at Voyager, of actually freezing the withdrawals and also any type of trading on their platforms. When you have a hardware wallet, it does remo remove you from this particular risk. Also with Ledger, they just recently released their Nano S Plus, uh, which is giving people the opportunity to use Web3 uh, to be able to take advantage of DeFi and using NFTs uh, with on their hardware wallet. But if you go in the show notes, I'll have all of my information so you can be able uh, to take advantage of the different offerings that they have. And Ledger is the best in class when it comes to safely securing your crypto assets. Table, when you think about uh, how we go about just trading goods and services throughout the world. Um, but I definitely think the story of 2022 um, is still going to be stagflation. I still think that we still will see some price increases across a lot of different goods with with energy uh in fact you know europe is actually going through an energy crisis um and, and there's a lot of different aspects that's happening right now that can have an after effect within the u.s and i, I think you know also price increases from from gas and also just groceries and 
things along that line with rent. You know, I think that those things are not going to go down as quickly and that we still are going to be in a tightening environment with our rate hikes to kind of get that in control. So seeing these numbers, you know, seeing that the economy is actually going to be expanding from a gross domestic product uh, by the end of the year, it's definitely good to see. But I definitely think that there's still some things that have to be uh, facilitated from a U.S. perspective and things that we have to take control of on our end uh, to re re remain in that top spot when it comes to some of being one of the largest economies. But I thank you all so much for watching this video. Um, if you all can do me a huge favor, if you can please rate, leave a review, um, continue to share this with your family and friends. It's definitely greatly appreciated. And uh, I thank you all for listening and take care.